This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Meow, 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 meow. Welcome, kittens and cats, to another episode of On This Frequency. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ricky. And on this week's episode, we'll be talking about Adele's latest album, 30. But first, here's this week's moment of laughter from the comedian Jonathan Chavez. Comadre, ¿cómo está? Oiga, me marcó. Sí, sí, no, es que sabe que andaba metiendo yo el mandado, es que acabo de llegar del mandado. Y no traía el teléfono conmigo y por eso no le contesté, oiga. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Cuándo? En el Face. Está Lupe. Ah, sí, sí, la foto. Sí, ah, sí, Lupe, sí, sí, vi, oiga. Ay, sí, vieja ridícula, que según va a ir a Bad Bunny, ¿verdad? Ay, no, 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 le digo, es que cada vez estamos peor, comadre. No, es que lo que es la de crepitú, comadre. Vieja chaborruca, ¿qué va a ser, a, qué va a ser al concierto de Bad Bunny? ¿Qué va a ir a hacer? Yo creo en la vida, en la vida he escuchado una canción Lupe de Bad Bunny. No, 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 es que le digo. No, no, y lo le pone, por fin conseguimos tickets para el conejo malo. Esa lo que debe conseguir es quien le rasura el conejo de abajo, comadre. Porque en esa foto que subió en la playa, no sé si la vio, pero se le veía pero feo ahí abajo. Sí, sí, sí. So, for those of us who aren't fluent Spanish speakers, can you explain what just happened? So, basically, Jonathan is calling his comadre, which is basically the homegirl or the homie or whatever, the friend, to to get the chisme from or gossip from another one of their friends to talk about how that lady went and got Bad Bunny tickets, but the lady ain't never been to no Bad Bunny concert yeah, or she, know who Bad she Bunny don't know is. Who Bad Bunny is. She's or just has trying ever to heard get up on it, right? Mm-hmm. She's trying to be in. <laughs> so they're over here talking about scandalous ass lady. What she needs to go do is find somebody to to shave her hoo ha correctly <laughs> instead of going to a Bad Bunny concert. <laughs> oh, but. I I like this guy because his accent actually uh-huh. is very reminiscent of where my mom's from. My mom is from um, Juarez, Chihuahua, mm-hmm. and in that region of the world, mm-hmm. they they their, the sl- way they their, their slang is like that. Yeah, and that's how that's how vieja chaburuca. <laughs> I don't even know what chaburuca is. Like they make words up. Yeah, they yeah. make words up all the time. And yeah. it's, oh, I he's he's <laughs> one he's one of my favorites. And we were talking Bad Bunny, right? Uh, we found out today, Natalie, you're having... Um, I'm having a boy! You're having a boy. And we were talking about... Because Natalie's a huge Bad Bunny fan. I'm not a Bad bad, bad Bunny enthusiast, uh-huh. but you are. And I think uh-huh. um, I told your sister, we should just do a Bad Bunny theme baby shower. <laughs> Mike looked at us like, yes, what he the did. fuck? He's like, get no. out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> you're not entertaining this. But yeah, uh, all of Jonathan's... Um, all of his little reels and skits that he does are hilarious. So we'll probably have a couple more on here throughout, mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout this podcast. But um, he's a young comedian. Once again, Jonathan, um, he whenever if you watch him on Instagram, he wears a T-shirt on his head imitating our mothers, our tias, our comadres. Um, and you can find more of his work on on his Instagram. The page is at Pac Jonathan. P-A-P-J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. Meow, 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 meow. Yes. There we go. So we love music here at On This Frequency. And back in November, Natalie and I recorded our gratitude episode with Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast in his bungalow. Mm-hmm. And on that morning of our recording, my cousin Stephanie DM'd me a clip of Adele mm. talking about her latest album that really resonated with me, what she said. And later in the <coughs> evening, without knowing... um. Natalie mentions to me that the Adele album is absolutely awesome and that the song Cry Your Eyes Out reminded her of me. So, of course, naturally, on the drive home that night, Mm -hmm. I listened to it and I was I mean, I just cried the whole way home. Mm -hmm. A, listening to that song and then B, to the rest of the song. So we invited our friend Samantha, who loves Adele, to chop it up with us about Adele, her album 30. But first, let's check out Adele's perspective on music now. Mm. It was like, 
If everyone's making music for the TikTok, who's making the music for my generation? Who's making the music for my peers? I will do that job, gladly. I'd rather cater to people that have, like, are on my level in terms of, like, the amount of time we've spent on Earth and all the things we've been through than... I don't want 12 year olds listening to this record. It's a bit too deep. But the 30 and 40 year olds that are all committing to themselves and doing therapy, that's my vibe. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, so I'm more concerned with how this record can help them. I'm not, I'm not saying... I mean, Angelo's not a fan of mine. <laughs> He's just like, he's just, yeah. He thinks that rolling in the deep is that what you know about rolling down in the deep. <laughs> like, that is not the original rolling in the deep. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's all fair and true. Like, the music today is very much quick, easy, fast. and... Like, fast fashion. Yeah, yeah. It's like... One day it's hot and then the next day we've moved on to another song. And I feel a lot of the times and maybe both of you ladies can agree with me that Adele's music is just it's it's timeless. It's yeah. timeless. We can okay. listen to it 10 years ago and it, it'll it'll hit you right where it needs to today and in the next couple of weeks and years. So I, I really like that about Adele's music. And welcome samantha what what initially drew you to being and becoming an adele fan <laughs> um it was her album 19 mm. um i was working at the mall mm. and i decided hey i need a new cd because i'm gonna be by myself oh yes so i went to target and i looked at all their cds and i was looking for duffy because around the same time mm. she came out with mercy Okay. Like, yes. Do you guys remember that? I do remember. I don't want to sing it for you because it's going to be horrible. But <laughs> <laughs> I looked and they were right next to each other, their CDs, and all of Duffy's were gone but one. And then Adele's had like a stack. Ah. And I was just like, oh, poor girl. I do like chasing pavements. I'll go ahead and buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> Best freaking decision I've ever made in my Wait, life. Wait, was chasing pavements on that album? Yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. It was <clears throat> the best decision ever because now I'm like, where the hell's Duffy? <laughs> you know, no, yeah. Like I, right. I don't know. I don't know where she's at. But sorry, no hate toward Duffy fans or her <laughs> herself. But I am in love with Adele. That entire album, just like it made so much sense. And I think it was because maybe I was around the same age. And mm -hmm. and her albums are named after, after her, her age. Ages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like oh, I I really resonated with everything she talked about. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of um. Album 19, which he doesn't know. Oh, sorry. I turned. <laughs> uh, which he doesn't know, Raymond, um, is that it was throughout our entire relationship. So there's a lot of songs that remind me yeah. of us. Oh, wow. Yeah. So right. it's, you're welcome. I, <laughs> I think about you when I listen to it. <laughs> you just blew my mind because I had no idea that her albums were her age at the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. Um, everything that you just said, Samantha, I can totally relate to. Um, and and I guess that's why we cling to it. And for me, it's very timeless because all of all all a lot of the songs, you're just like, oh, I remember when mm -hmm. I was going through this, or I can cry to this because this yeah. is my current situation, <laughs> or it was. And so it's it's also beautiful. And I just. I cried thinking about it. <laughs> See, and I wasn't, I, I, I don't think I've ever purchased an Adele album. Yeah. I did like, um, on that album, I didn't realize that Daydreamer was on that album. Uh -huh. That's an outstanding, yeah. one of my favorite songs. And then Right as Rain. Mm -hmm. So those yes. two songs were the only two songs that from that album to now this album, uh -huh. like, I made an effort to download and, and buy and, and do all of that stuff. This song actually reminds me of him. Mm. Of your husband, Ray. Yes, because we were friends, uh -huh. but then we were dating, and then we weren't. We were friends again, and then and it says he's a real lover, and then he'll be there for you when he shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's oh. oh, my God, I'm not yeah. crying. That's <laughs> ready. I am not <laughs> You see, I told you and, it was happening oh, sooner oh than you thought. <laughs> Don't get a big head about this either. <laughs> but honestly, and it just, so much about it reminds me of him. Mm. And the jaw dropper one, it makes me laugh because he was working with me and my friend at the time at Mervyn's. Oh, wow, oh, Mervyn. We saw him. Oh, so freaking old. That's how old we are. <laughs> and um, 
he was getting out of his car. I didn't know it was him. I was already working with him for a couple weeks. And we were like, damn, who's that? Because he got <laughs> out with his wife beater and everything like that. And he turned around. I was like, oh, fuck, it's Ray. <laughs> pause, pause one second here. We had, we had um, Raymond, Raymond Andrew, last week on our episode about fatherhood. Right. Samantha is Ray's wife. Yes, yes. thank you for keeping <laughs> that we in just there. gotta have people connect the dots here. Oh, yeah. I feel like you guys mentioned Ray enough that people know. Like, like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, it's good too. <laughs> So that was your first that was your first Adele experience was mm -hmm. with the 19 album. And then yes. from there you were you were hooked and, yeah. you know, it, it was what it was. Yeah. Agreed. But Natalie, I do want to go back to why uh, when we were recording at Big Brother Jake's. You were really passionate about this this new album with with Adele. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the whole album, there was there's just so many songs that, again, it's uh, and it must be related to the age and the things that were happening in her life that I could reflect and think about my life and say, like, oh, fuck, she mm. write this about me. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a song um, that specifically I shared with you, Ricky, because as soon as as soon as she opened her her mouth to sing it, I was like, <gasps> mm. Ricky popped into my head immediately, right? Wait. And it was, and it was. As soon as she started singing? Yeah, because as soon as she starts, well, the song starts saying, Cry Your Heart Out. And that's the name of the song, Cry Your Heart Out. Mm hmm. There it is. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I have to stop it. But see, when, when people. When people tell me in particular, right? Uh -huh. Hey, I thought of you with the song. Yeah. I mean, I go in deep. At that point, I'm like, well, whoa. What, what was, was it? it? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Why are you thinking that? And yeah. that that night, we you didn't really get it. We didn't really get into no. why you you wanted that song for me or you mm -hmm. thought of me. Mm -hmm. But it was in November, and November because from was November, that in November? <clears throat> that was in November because oh, it was our Jesus. gratitude episode. Oh fuck! So Shit. December was when I had those like the series of events where everything went to shit. Yes, and yes. I was already starting to kind of figure out like something's not right and everything was wrong so in the car listening to the lyrics i was like oh my god <laughs> and then i thought because there, there's a there's a line in the in the song that says when i walk in a room i'm invisible and i feel like a ghost uh -huh. and i was like oh my god natalie can see the blank stare in my face uh-huh she can see i'm not really there and uh -huh. then i thought does everybody else see that? And yeah. I, I felt so exposed and I felt so like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what was going through my head when I heard it about you. Right. And um, I, I, when she says, you know, cry your heart out, we're always talking about this. Cry it out. It's okay to cry. It's the seal. It's this, uh, the soul's tears releasing or the, what did it, you say? I say that crying is the soul's orgasm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's always resonated with me. So when Adele said it, I was like, yeah. And and then she also talks about, you know, when you're in doubt, go at your own pace. And for Ricky and I, very specific, specifically, we have continuously done the work, the inner work for ourselves to be better, to make changes, um, to really get out all of our hurts and pains as painful as they are. And so we we've I think we've both to this at the to this day have gone through the motions of slowing down. Mm -hmm. And I think that at one point or another we've been very resistant to that. Right. At our own pace. Yes. Um but now I mean at least for me I've decided because doing the work takes a lot of slowing down and a lot of reflecting, um, I, I went to the point of I don't want to do anything. I don't want to change things. I don't want to add things to my schedule. I don't even want to listen to music. I don't want to listen to podcasts. I don't want to watch TV. Everything was becoming very overwhelming for me, at least. And so... So the lyrics, to, the lyrics that say, when you're, when you're in doubt, go at your own pace. I felt like I really need to slow this down. Mm -hmm. And then I see Ricky in this whole now, you know, you're saying December where you've decided I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I'm going to stop everything because my health, um, I matter. 
Right. And so the, those, those sit in it. And I saw that. I saw that in you. And I saw like, this is your song. Listen to these lyrics. It is. And she <laughs> says, I can't get no relief. I'm so tired of myself. I swear I'm dead in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And, and she, in that part of the song, she says, I can't even cry. I am a crier. I'll cry mm -hmm. for anything. But I got to a point where I was so desensitized <laughs> by everything mm -hmm. that it just didn't like, and that's how I knew. All right, cool. And why this song, um, and she says, I've never been more scared. Why it spoke to me. Ironically, the song has a really good feel to it. Yeah. It's very peppy. Like, yeah. <laughs> not peppy, but you're like, but it's really like, upbeat. cool. It's, it's got a bounce. Upbeat, like, yeah. all right, ma, ba, ba, ba. And yeah. then, which I think, like, that's life, right? You you got to have that form of encouragement, that beat, that, that keeps balance. you going. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's actually throughout the album, I would say that that's how the album is is well done because it has its moments where it has its really sad songs and then yeah. really hopeful songs yeah. and but it definitely represents the the her journey and and what she's what she's been been going through which takes me to the next song that both of you guys love and i'm like all right are you guys crying and <laughs> drinking wine what's happening what's the next song yeah i drink wine i mean i can't drink wine that much anymore Oh, so what was it about this song, ladies? Ooh, everything. <laughs> um, let's see. When it says, we're, well, let it start. How can one become so bounded by choices that somebody has made? Oof. Yeah, that's hard. That one. <laughs> so the whole song. The, the whole, whole song. song. Yeah, to bring us down. Yeah, that, the entire thing. I I took it kind of as, for me, it was definitely this facade and how we carry ourselves in the world to to prove ourselves as one thing, mm -hmm. and and then it turns out that that's not even how we enjoy being. Yeah. And then we come to this realization that what the hell am I doing, you know, juggling all these things and putting on this image and entertaining all of these people that aren't even worth my 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 sanity or my time, my effort yeah. I put into them. Because yeah. there's a lyric in it that says, um, oh, my God, let me find it. It says something like, why are we why am I trying to get approval from people I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. And for me, it it's not people I don't know. It's people I know. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, I would change it to people I don't even like. Yeah. Oh, yes. Why do yes. I even care yeah. yes. what you think about me Yeah. when I don't even... 100% like you. I don't even like you. Yeah. I need to like myself before I want mm. you to like me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes I don't like me, but I know I like me more better, like way better right. than I like you. Right. Yeah. And, right. It, and it pulls me because it, that's been a thing for me mm -hmm. since I was younger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Not going to cry. Do it. No. <laughs> and it's just been like, I've always been trying to be like a people pleaser. I'm trying yeah. to be. What's the, your sign? What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, Aquarius. Oh, did you just have a birthday? Yeah. February 3rd. Yes. Oh, happy yesterday, a couple of days ago. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy <you>. birthday. <laughs> I'm all in shock. <laughs> and it just it's been that thing and it's still that thing. Like I want to people please. Right. Like please, why do you why do you hate me so much? I do this for you. I do that mm -hmm. for you. And it's not like I do these things for you so you like me, but mm -hmm. it's just like I'm there for you and you still want to shit all over me? Right. Yeah. Like and now I'm still trying to please you because of what reason? Mm -hmm. Right. What mm -hmm. was the point in that? Mm -hmm. And then I start hating myself. Mm -hmm. And it goes it's into so, that whole cycle. And yeah. sometimes it's so unconscious. We don't even know we're doing it. Nope. It's so unconscious, the people pleasing that we do. It's a cycle we uh -huh. can't get out of. And then when uh -huh. you find yourself doing it again, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're treating me like you? So how does it make you ladies feel that someone like Adele, who has all these albums, who has all of these, you know, accolades and successes says things and feels ways that I would say we the average person feels. Well, it's humbling. Mm. Yeah. Because you know how they always say like, oh, well, 
look at Britney Spears is shopping. She's just like regular people. It's like, yeah. well, this girl's depressed, <laughs> and yeah. she's singing about the same shit that I'm depressed about. Yeah. And even in the album, in one of her songs, she's like, I just want to sit on my couch and yeah. drink and stay in my sweats and all be day. in my sweats. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh-huh. it's just like same, same girl, same. But I gotta get up. So do you. So, so yeah. we gotta do this. So let me ask you guys this: In do do you two journal? Do you guys have a journal? I do not. You do. Have you ever journaled? I've tried, but there's something in me that I'm so... I'm embarrassed of what I write. Mm. Because I'm afraid that one day someone's going to find me like, oh, she is shit. She mm. is she is crazy. Mm. So that's you why you don't. I mean? That's the that's why you don't have a journal. And that's why I don't have a journal because I'm afraid. I'm like, you know, I'm not even gonna write this out on paper because then they can hold it against me later. Interesting. Ah. No, no. Um, what is it? There's no like hard copy of my crazy. There's no evidence. Yeah. There's no evidence. There you go. There's no evidence. <laughs> no one can take it. Like, look at this bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You have a journal. I journal in the form. I journal more now. Mm-hmm. I'm older and wiser and I, in the sense of like I'm making myself put these notes out here. Um, but I journal more in the sense of quote writing down quotes or something that resonates with what I'm feeling or going through. So it's very indirect. Oh, OK. See, I have like my little agenda and I'll write down quotes that feel what I'm feeling, what I'm feeling right? at the moment. Yeah. But to like sit down and be like, oh, this, this and this, I can't. Yeah, this was I how just, my day I don't was. know how to even start that. Hmm. This is how I'm feeling. I do have journals and I do write. Mm-hmm. But in l- listening to her lyrics, I realize that because I'm a self-proclaimed writer, I'll call mm-hmm. myself a writer left and right. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to writing about how I'm actually feeling or what I'm thinking, it's kind of like what you're saying, right? Well, wait a minute. If I actually write down what I feel... Yeah. Well, A, I would have to acknowledge it. It becomes real at that point. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at I'm writing and admitting to myself these very deep feelings. Very Pro- profound, very profound mm-hmm. feelings that I don't necessarily want to share with anybody or even say out loud myself. Yeah. So this I mean, I I admire her so much. Or any songwriter that is able to really express themselves to yeah. this degree because it's not like other people don't feel this we know that we know other right. people go through depression anxiety yeah. and and go through all this yeah. but we won't sully our own emotions or put them out there because you know it's scary <laughs> it's like the it's how we were talking um in the episode i think what with mia um about how we'll only put on we'll only allow ourselves to cry when there's a movie on and it's a sad and that's when we're releasing the emotions right that's, because that's we our were, journaling no and we were talking about <laughs> bartley and how he what's the movie that you watch that you all your tears come out armageddon 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 yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah and how we use those moments to just like the floodgates are open yeah let's go tears yeah. we're in yeah but yeah for for music and songwriting or songwriters that's their vulnerable their vulnerabilities are out there and yeah. here we are like thinking we don't even think of it that way right i don't think a lot of the times we look at an artist and say damn bro or girl <laughs> like what you going through right we're over here yeah. just but that reminds me of her song a million years ago is that on this album no it's on 25 wait how many albums mm-hmm. does she have she has 19 21 25 and 30 mm-hmm. oh wow that's Those why are it's all significant you, ages too. I think it's that song because it says something like, "I knew it." Oh, it's right here. It says, "Deep down, I must have always known that this would be inevitable. To earn my stripes, I'd have to bear my soul." Mm-hmm. Oh God! Exactly. That's mm-hmm. A- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it just talks about how, and this one makes me cry off that album too because it says like, um, "Sometimes I feel it's only me who can't stand the reflection that they see." Oof. I wish I could live a little more, look up to the sky, not just the floor. <sighs> so she knew, like, she's, she's right. a human. She's human. She's human. You know, and sorry, <laughs> she's, she's, she's human, but she had to really fucking do some superhuman yeah. shit in exposing herself yeah. Yeah. to earn her stripes, like, earn her stripes. like she's saying. And then it says things like she regrets, you know. It said, I feel like my life is flashing by and all I can do is watch and cry. I miss the air. I miss my friends. I miss when life was a party to be thrown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mother of God. It's rough. I think that 
and uh, look again it's the more authentic you are i believe that we'll allow ourselves to get those real feelings out and make real connections with people because here we are connecting to adult we don't even know her imagine if we had more vulnerable and deeper connections with our friends Mm. um or -hmm. our family you know but that's also scary because then we don't want to be judged by our friends and family and then get have less people to bond with (laughs) i I, that's a good point yeah Yeah. i thought like that too because when i was around 1920 i went through like the deepest depression of my life Mm. depression anxiety. at 1920 1920 and it i mean i still have it yeah but back then it was just like so dark that i was like i didn't want to share with anybody right mm. and i i could not find the courage to even tell raymond right mm. and i and he knew something was wrong because i wasn't myself and i was always crying and i didn't know what to do and i finally went to my grandma <laughs> the one person who i was just like i can tell her because she won't think I'm crazy. And so I told her and then I decided like, you know what, if I keep holding this in, I'm going to lose my mind. Your own body and your own self was telling you that already. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to lose it because if I don't tell somebody, how am I going to know how to take care of how to deal with it? How, you know? So I told people and the people who left, left, that's Mm. good for them. But the people who stayed, I truly, truly just, I thank them every day. Like, Mm. Thank you for staying because I remember my friend Nancy was just like, I miss my friend, Mm. but I'm going to be here. And I'm like, thank you. I miss her too. I don't know where she is. So she, so she was telling you like, yeah, like I I miss my friend. She's not here. Yeah. I miss Sam. This is not you, but she never left me and she had just had a baby. So she was taking care of the baby and I'd be on her couch just laying there because I couldn't stay alone. Do do you mind if I ask what was the root cause of, of your to be honest, a lot of people have asked me that and I have no idea. It just, really? It just, one day, just I had these, this like anxiety. But I think, honestly, I've had it my entire life because as a kid... You said you were 1920? 1920. Huh. But when I was younger, I knew I felt kind of like scared sometimes right. and nervous. But when you're a kid, you're so innocent. You brush it off. You go do your thing. Yeah. As you get older, you realize like, oh, shit, this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling like this? And mm-hmm. then that's when your heart starts to like, OK, I can't breathe. My heart's racing. And then that's when the overthinking started for me. Mm. Yeah. What happened now? Now my brain and my heart are trying to trying to connect right. somehow. And now I'm just thinking all these things. They're not talking mm. to each other, but They're there's not, a lot of noise in the yeah, background. And you're just trying to figure out how to connect them. Yeah. Like they're not they're So I, I ask I ask because I have a nineteen twenty year old, meaning she's gonna be twenty this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And exactly what you describe is what she's going through right now, is what she's feeling. And I don't think she could answer the qu- like if you were to say, Well, hey, Alina, what is going on? Yeah nothing there's nothing necessarily that triggered Mm -hmm. it or inspired it it's something that you maybe just had with you and then here we are so it's interesting to hear um from your age now being married having kids that at that age that's what you were going through Mm -hmm. and and without reason no there's no reason and but i think honestly there had to not that there has to be a reason for you to feel that way because i don't want to like oh you feel that way you have to have reason right you don't but I think at the time too, I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself, which oh, I do yeah. a lot. Oh, that'll hit miss it. you. You hit it right which on the I, nail. Which I do a lot. And I was like, what am I doing? Like I should be in, I, I'm in school, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't yeah. know this and I don't know that. And, and I don't want to blame my parents and I don't want to, but it's like, you need to go to school. You need to do better than we did. You need to do it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of it. And I did always push myself to take on more than I should have. Mm. I was working a lot. I was taking like so many classes and mm. I was like also trying to work out and not, you know, and all this stuff and then comparing myself to my sisters and compa- yeah. and it just, it got overwhelming. It's a lot. And at that point I quit my job. I quit school. I was doing nothing. I was like, I don't want to do it no more. Did, did your but. parents put any pressure on you when you weren't doing anything? No, because I think they realized that I was never like that before. I was always the strong one. And that's what it makes me laugh when I watch the movie Encanto. 
uh-huh. the strong one, mm-hmm. Louisa. I cry every single time because I am her. She's <laughs> the middle child, right? Right. The pressure goes on the middle child. Everybody says it's always the oldest. No, no you're it's right. Not. It is the middle child. The, the oldest is the golden child. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt the pressure and it was just like, she's a strong one. Don't worry. And I remember growing up and there were things that were going on at home and it it seemed like it always fell on me because the oldest was already too old for them to like make her deal with it. And then the youngest. And the youngest got. I agree. I agree 100% with what you're saying. So that's and I think. And I'm not a middle child. I'm an older child, but definitely not the golden child. My brother is the golden child. Because he's the boy? Because he's the boy and he's the (laughs) the baby, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, with my three kids, definitely I can see how the middle child definitely... Yeah, gets uh, the and everybody thinks like, oh, the middle child's de- inde- uh, she's independent. No, she's, no, they you, need more from us. I think. I think everybody thinks like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta focus on the first one, and then the baby needs me, and then the middle's just like, oh, go do your own thing. Yeah, or help me with the middle, like, or, or help, or help me with me. the young one or the yeah. old one. <laughs> yeah, Which, that's I mean, rough. We don't mind it, but at a certain point, we will crack. Yeah, there's a, there's a point where people will crack. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's if you think it's a little bit of pressure to them. It could be the entire world is on their shoulders. Yeah. Which, and we don't know that we're doing it. We don't. But I think this is a good transition into the one Adele song that we all was on all of our list, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is uh, My Little Love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that that t- I mean, talk about it's one thing for Adele to put her emotions and her feelings and her story on here but her kids on this track the kid is on the track yeah which made me completely ball my eyes out i couldn't stand it when i um so i think of all of the songs this is the one that gets me every single time we were mike and i were driving wherever we were driving and the song comes on and I immediately start bawling my eyes out. I'm like, change it. Change it now. I, I can't do this. Wait, wait, wait. But you had already listened to it? Oh, repeatedly. Got it. I so ha- it comes on and you're like, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mike's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just need a second. And he changes the song and I just start crying. Ah. And he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I just can't listen to this song. It hurts me too much. And so yeah. then I start explaining to him like, the reasons and well what are the reasons for me um for me this song is very much me being the child and adele singing oh, wow. to the like adele singing to me as a child so i think that was very it hit me really hard because i reflect and in her lyrics you know she's talking about everything that she's going through and i think about my mom i think about like oh i get it or i get i understand the pressures or the sadness um because samantha my parents are divorced right they got they divorced really young when i was really young and so i never really got to have a conversation with my mom about how she felt what she was going through Mm -hmm. my mom and i share the a very much like we keep things to ourselves and we don't really like to display this um feelings of sadness or we're not gonna show that right so so for my mom and i everything's just been very topical and like no you know your dad this or your dad that or me this or me that and we just didn't get along and so when i listened to adele singing and then the child like asking questions i was like oh my god I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. So it's very near and dear to my heart in like, that do aspect. Like, do you wish that you would have asked quick? Because how old were you when your parents divorced? I was seven. So so now, as an adult, I'll start to have little conversations with my mom here and there. But I know my mom is still very much her and doesn't like to talk about it. So I don't like to pry either. Because our relationship too is a working relationship where we're like trying to peel back layers of things. So it's really difficult, but I felt very much, I I had a lot of compassion Mm. for my mom when I listened to this song and I felt like I just understood. And I feel like I didn't even have to ask her anything anymore because all of it's valid, you know? So that's how I felt. (laughs) Okay. See, I didn't. Okay. See, that's my take. That's 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 a totally different perspective. And that made me cry. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's the child. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Are your parents together? No. 
How okay, so how old were your parents? How old um, were you when your parents split? Probably about the same, seven or eight. Yeah. Seven or eight. Okay, yeah. cool. And and my parents are split too. I was eighteen when my mine split. Yeah. But I never thought of inserting myself. Yeah. No. Which I love your perspective, Natalie, because I I hadn't hadn't thought of, of any of that. But yeah. Sam, yeah. why why did this song resonate with you? It just just how she talks about her son and she let me see. It says your eyes are wider than the or like an ocean. Mm. Um mm. when you look at me so full of my emotions and it's just yeah. like I wonder why you act the way you do, but that's because of me. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why are you so emotional? But that's on me. Right. Yeah. You know? And then it just, when you hear her talking to him and she's just like, you know, I like you. I don't like anybody the way I like you. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, that's true. And she talks about like how she doesn't, she feels like she doesn't know what she's doing and, mm. and all those things. And it just, it hits me because mm-hmm. as a, as a mom, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I have no idea. And even now talking about it, I think of how I lost my shit today with them because they're driving <laughs> me nuts, right. you know, but then I'm like, damn, like I would die for those kids. Right. Yeah. But sometimes you guys make me want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> like It's just like, no one ever tells you that motherhood's going to be like, that. right mm-hmm. it's just like when i told my cousin i was like when i had joshua i was like oh my god everything's like glitter and butterfly and rainbows and i was like and then reality hit it's like shit throw up you don't <laughs> sleep it's this kid <laughs> who's just a little asshole sometimes but that's because he takes after you and your husband yeah you know yeah. what i mean and then they make you cry but it's just like that's because of you yeah right blame yourself that kid is a result of, of you <laughs> You know what that kid did not ask back. to be here yeah. and that's what he says he's like i wasn't asked to be i was like i don't care you're here you're gonna help me i don't care <laughs> like you're here now you're making the mess you're gonna help me but that really this song took me to like to that and to yeah. like um postpartum that part that part and postpartum that hits hard it does hit hard and i and that's why i think for me it resonated big time because it um she says that i She's got a lot to learn. She's mm-hmm. holding on and you hold on mm-hmm. to like any little thing. Mm-hmm. And we talk about all the time, like when I, when I had my son, I didn't really, postpartum didn't hit with my son because, um, my, I was 18 and my dad had just left my mom. My grandmother passed away mm-hmm. and then I had my kid. And so it was in that series of events, I couldn't really uh, dive into any of that. Cause it was like fixed mode. My there mom no needs my help. Yeah. It was just like, let's go. We gotta, I gotta help my grandfather just go. But it was with Alina, my second child, that postpartum, everything had settled down. Everything was cool. And then I started to hit that I'm in a bad place. Like, I'm not in a place where I should be. And I wasn't getting any support in taking care of two toddlers that were just like 18 months months apart. Okay. They're 18 months apart. And so, um, which is so funny because... I tell Natalie lives on on a on a third floor, and I was like, find <laughs> find a place that's closer to the floor because I always remember struggling with mm. you know one in a, a car, seat, car seat, one in a car seat, one who wants to run off, Make and I gotta sure go up balance, a, and I gotta go up a flight of stairs with groceries yeah. too, yeah, and nobody to help. So it was you know you think about those things, but with For her, sure. a postpartum hit big time, and sometimes mm. I wonder that that mm. might be the root of her anxiety and depression. Uh. Because in carrying her and after I had her, I mean, I did. I almost overdosed on on pills. I didn't want to live anymore. I'm like, this is, I can't do this. This, I'm not, this is not working out. But the only person at that time that I had to talk to was my Aunt Rosie. Rest in peace. Like, I could talk to her about this is how I feel. And and she, more times than not, you know, got me through whatever I was going through. Mm -hmm. But postpartum is a, is a, yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. Uh, I have to send you a. There's a TikTok where th- she's like a psychiatrist or something, and she talks about that about how, and we talk about it all mm-hmm. the time about mm-hmm. how um, babies they they carry that whatever anxieties or stressors that you carry, it ends up uh, manifesting to right. for them in in a different way or or maybe in a similar way. And and f- for you to say Samantha, for you to say like i don't know why i was anxious or depressed when i was 19 20 i have no idea yeah. it could very much be that manifesting That's you know true. and we had i had a, co- a wonderful conversation with my mom this morning um because and actually thanks to natalie who's helped me be ironically right because we help each other we help each other <laughs> in, in our relationships with our with our mothers but 
this divorce that Adele was going through, because mm. that's actually that's actually an episode I would like to do, is to sp- speak to to uh, the moms? Di- divorced mothers because mm-hmm. I recently discovered that a, a good a good friend of mine, you know, their when um, their parents got divorced, yeah, she uh, lost lost her shit too and wanted to die. Didn't you know was trying to, mm. and I'm like, man, what is it? It's an overwhelming thing to lose your your partner to not whether you liked your partner or not. There's a part of you that's dying. That's completely yeah. Because at one point, the, there was some um, chemistry. There was some type of I don't know. There, there's emotion. There's a connection, attachment, whatever it is. It's it's holding you together, and then you have to let go of that. We get right. comfortable. You're, you're letting go of whatever it was that connected you to that yeah. person, and that's a death. And that's, like I said, whether it was good or it was bad. Yeah. But that's that's very much a, a reoccurring topic that a lot of women, you know, go through. Yeah, for sure. That's hard. We're uh, I have someone in, I have a couple of people in mind, and I'm sure you do too, mm. so mm. divorces. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that? Is that uh, is that it? I want to go through her whole, I want to her whole discog to what is it? Discography, Dis- discography, discography. Is that how you say it? I don't know. We can go through every album Let's if you want. Let's just go through it. Damn it! It's <laughs> too soon. I want to continue. <laughs> I actually, I actually do want to go back, and I, I'm not even sure if I mentioned this part, but when we were talking about the 19 album and the song Daydreamer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say that we have it recorded somewhere in our podcast chronicles, mm-hmm. but. Um, when you and my brother got married, mm-hmm. remember in that mm-hmm. moment outside when you guys both sang that song together, which yeah. I thought was one of the most amazing. On our wedding day. On your, on your our wedding. COVID wedding Wait, day. Wait, was it the, your actual wedding day? Oh, shit. No, I don't, I don't remember. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like a couple of days later or something. Somebody gave you a cake. Wasn't oh, it the same cake? Wait, day? it was actually it was what would have been our wedding day. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. That's right. What would have right, been our right. wedding day? We had a little cake. We had a couple people over, and Mike and I. We um. What is it? We um. We didn't. It, it wasn't thought. It wasn't thought of. We just sang it. We sang Daydreamer together, and it wasn't it was. recorded. Um. Well. Jess was there. She didn't actually record that Because it was moment. such an intimate moment. These two singing the song together. Yeah. You know, my brother sings songs with everybody and their mother, but I had never heard him share a moment like that with, with Natalie. And then mm-hmm. I love that song, too. So I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was very tender, very sweet. And recently, you see, look, look at what kids do to you. Um, recently he was like, so should we learn daydreamer together? And I was like, stop. I've been waiting for you to tell me this for the last five years. Yes. (laughs) Really? But we haven't, but, (laughs) but he has it here for him to say something like that. It was a big deal because I was like, you want me to sing daydreamer Mm. with you? I was like, you're not ready for these vocals. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready. (laughs) But you know what? And it's not even about the vocals. No, because, because I like what I told you that day like what i admired is just your willingness however it came out your mouth yeah to sing it with him and share that that the moment that's yeah what, that's what singing is about mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. it should feel good coming out of your coming out of your mouth but. yeah yeah so wait like so fun. adele really is only 30 years old she's, think she's a little older three okay but so she wrote the album when she, when she was, was 30, 30. Mm-hmm. so by that time she was already mm-hmm. divorced and all this funky mm-hmm. stuff was mm-hmm. already out the way mm-hmm. okay now i understand i was a little confused yeah because those are some heavy feelings i thought she was older than that i thought she was like because she's an old soul she is an old soul but i thought she was closer to 40 than she telling was. you relatable to everyone to mm-hmm. everything and my dad timeless everybody be like everybody but when he saw her cbs special he was mesmerized wait that's the one you were talking about that she did with oprah with oprah um, this was for the, the album where she invited like all her famous people friends. So Adele saying. is 33. 33. Uh, her birthday's in May. Hey. Oh, almost. Cinco de Mayo. Really? No shit. Wait, so this CBS special, she just, like you said, she invited her friend and she's like, yo, let's talk about this album? No, she sang. She sang the, I think she sang her new album and I think she sang a few old songs. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did Love Oprah make her cry? <laughs> You know what? I I left during part of it. What? Well, I had to go pick up the kids and I had to, <laughs> had to leave. But the parts I saw, no, she didn't cry with her. I don't mm. think. The parts I saw anyways. There's also one where she, um, I 
think she was doing like a private concert or something like that. And her, I think her music teacher was there from when she was younger. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. dog was crying because she hadn't seen her in mm-hmm. years. And the and the teacher comes out and they have a whole hug. They have a whole moment. Oh, I was bawling my eyes out there too. Yeah. Fucking Adele. She's just, know. she's the shit. <laughs> but based on that, and I actually want to go back to the, her, what she said about, um, uh, TikTok music and mm. albums, right? Mm. And how we listen to music mm-hmm. where we're either picking and choosing the songs that we listen to versus listening to an entire album. Yeah. Right? Because uh, this album I did listen to from beginning to end because I was like, all right, well, let me get a Same. full scope of what's going on here, right? But what's the last album you guys listened to from beginning to end, which would prove Adele's point about how we listen to music now? Mm. You guys have that? I don't think right off the bat. So I of in general, general, in general, because right. She's saying that we only listen to music now, just fast, 15 seconds, whatever's hot. And we don't listen to a body of work in its completedness. To be honest, I don't think anything. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's been just hers. But that's, really? part, that's part of the the artists and how they release their music to begin with. They release their music one single at a time and then release the big album. That's fair. I so think that's more common now, huh? That's really on them. Like Adele didn't release her album piece by piece first. Or like the big album didn't come first. It was the single. Go easy or easy. What on I'm me. saying oh. is like a lot of artists don't have complete albums. A lot of artists can just do like one or two singles a year because that's all they produce was just one or two singles yeah. versus an entire album yeah. or an EP. Because that's how we consume music, music now. Music. Yeah. Right. But part of that is like is how the music industry has trained us to, uh-huh. and now to consume, because because of how we listen, like on on these music platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. Well, they'll give us like here this hot single and then this new song. I think for me, um, some of one of the albums that I will listen to, or one of the artists whose albums I'll listen to, is uh, John Mayer. John Mayer is someone who, if he releases an album, then I'm listening to the Did whole you, thing. Wait, yeah. his, was his Agreed. last album the uh, Sob Rock? Sob Rock? I hated it. But I'm going to go see him in concert. Oh, he's so good. I he's, love coming it. To, he's coming to Inglewood. I'm swear I'm mm-hmm. going, but, but I'm not going because I purchased tickets to go see him. Oh. Uh, my cousin Stephanie, who I was with last night, she's like, I got tickets. You want to go? And I'm like, oh, fun. I like John Mayer. But you yeah. didn't like the Sob Rock album. No, but I mean, usually when you go to a, like, it's not like he's going to play the whole Sob Rock album, right? right? He'll play older music. I hope so. I hope but so. But you're too, right. Oh, a lot of John Mayer's albums I can listen to from beginning to end. Yeah. No problem and, and consume it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one, Adley. John, John Mayer. Mayer. Oh, what is Love it? His guy. first album was Room for Squares, Squares right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I could listen to all the way through. Yes. Anything else after that, I was like, oh, I'll skip. Skip. Mm. skip. I, I'm, mm. one, I'm with that 100%. Mm. That's, that's, oh, God. Oh, yeah. John That'll Mayer. be exciting, now John I gotta Mayer. Go listen to John Mayer. Wait, how old yeah. is John Mayer? I feel like him and Adele. Because I, I feel like it was I John like Mayer, older. Alicia Keys. And he's in his older 40s. I feel like he's older, creepy man. Yeah. That hits on the younger he's getting He's getting on the singers. creeper. Yeah. He's getting on that creeper lever where he needs to stop. He yeah. is 44 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... Damn. Okay. Oh, he's a little older. Didn't he also date Taylor Swift at one point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's Pretty like recently. 12. Yeah. Compared to him. <laughs> she's not 12. She's like 30, but She's still. at least like 10, 15 years younger. Yeah. But he's fucking sexy. I'll give you that much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, um, yeah, maybe. He, I'm I like his, I, I like his quirkiness and the facial expression that he mm, makes when he yeah. sings. I think he's cute. It's a little interesting. John Mayer has quite the ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, wait, yeah. So he's a little. Go, go through the roster. Go through the roster. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Wait, Just, did, wait, 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 wait. Didn't that he song. write uh, "Love Your Body's a Wonderland"? Yes, mm-hmm. that yes. song's about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Simpson. Oh, really? Uh, Ew. Wait, 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 wait. Better was than that Nick after? Lachey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, wait, was 98? Yeah. Was he before or after uh, John? I think she was. I think she was, was after? I think John Mayer came after. After 98 degrees. Okay, yeah. got it. Sorry. Uh, Minka Kelly. Oh, no idea. Oh, okay, okay. Jennifer Aniston. What? Oh, really? Whoa. You, Jennifer. <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Swift. You. Yeah, she, she dates everybody too, though. And yeah. Katy Perry. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Katy Perry. That's right. I remember the Katies. There was, there was. Yeah. I don't know if it was a podcast or if she was um, being interviewed, but she was dating who she's married to now, Orlando Bloom. Oh, then right. it was John Mayer, the Elf, and then there was a DJ. A DJ, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. 
and they asked her whose penis was bigger. No, Stop. no. Whose was it? Or whose was? <laughs> she didn't say Orlando Bloom, but she married him. Interesting. Oh. I think I think it was John Mayer. She, oh, I could John. be completely wrong. Wait, but, but she was, was like, ooh, what is she gonna say? Wait, but she was Orlando Bloom. Legolas. That was his name on uh not Lord of the Rings. Was yeah, it Lord that of the was Lord of the Rings? Rings. Oh, Orlando Bloom came yeah. out in Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Wait, so she said that while she was well, married she, to this? No, girl, she right? wasn't married to him yet. I think she Damn. was like not I don't know if she was dating any of them at the time, but she had dated them consecutive like right after the other. And then someone had asked her and she had answered. And I was like, oh shit. But oh. it wasn't Orlando Bloom because she married him. I was like, his penis wasn't big. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but see, and, and I go back to like celebrities. Ooh. Like when you get asked shit like that yeah. and even lyrics, you have, you put it make a choice I'm to gonna, put it out there I'm like that. Like, I don't yeah. want to say things though. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Pass. <laughs> that's, that's, that's putting your, that's putting that's your putting junk out there. That's putting a lot of shit out there. It is. That's why it's like, do I ever want to be famous? Because then everybody's going to know no. my shit. Yeah. Right. No, because then it's going to be a, I'm gonna be famous. Be like, peace out. I'm just gonna live my life quiet. Oh my god, no, that's terrible. It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) But if somebody asks me like, how big? I don't know. No, no. They're like, Ray, come here. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have? Do you have a measuring tape anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) This is why you don't give me. (laughs) There's the meow meow meow, Bartley. Come on, bro. Let's go. No, I'm gonna pass on that. Oh shit! But no, I do. <laughs> I I one hundred percent. Shout out to Adele for for saying that. Yes, she's making music for my age group, our age group. <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. going through shit? Who mm-hmm. does go to therapy? Like right. real yeah. therapists, not TikTok therapists. Yeah. Oh, I go to TikTok therapist because I'm too what? afraid. <laughs> I went to a therapist and he freaked me the fuck out. That I was like deuces after three sessions. No, kidding. wait, he didn't freak you out after the first session. No, he freaked me out after the third. He was creepy the first time. Okay. Creepier the second. And then the third one, I was like... She gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because he was like, okay, now let's close our eyes. And I was already paranoid as I was. Okay. Okay. And it's just me and him in this tiny ass room. Okay. (laughs) He's like, okay, now close your eyes and let's imagine. And I was like, um, no, I'm not comfortable with that. He was like, why? I was like, because if I close my eyes, I feel like I might be attacked. And he was like, well, we're Uh, the only two in the room who would do it. I was like, who do you think? Sir, Uh you're right in front of me. And he was like, you're just paranoid. I'm like, no shit. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Let me tell you. No, Natalie and I are going to do a part two for uh, therapies. Yeah, but the night therapy nightmare stories. Like oh yeah, when we released our um, the episode with Mia about getting like therapy and mm-hmm. seeing all that, we actually got a lot of feedback from a lot of listeners who came back with, "Hey, yeah, you know what? We really want to do therapy, but the experiences that mm-hmm. we had initially trying therapy were nightmares. We're horrible. Yeah. We're horrible, and we don't want to go back, and we don't want to try, and we don't want to do it. But there's there's hope with it because I imagine yeah. like we always talk about." Um, mm. when you're finding a therapist, it's like dating. You got to try mm-hmm. a couple yeah. until you find that one that you're like, okay, I'm yeah. comfortable here. I, I can talk. I can relate mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. Um, shout out to Kaiser too, because Kaiser makes you rate how your therapy sessions go. Uh, they do. So at, at the end of your therapy session, they say, hey, did you feel heard? Mm. Did you feel that they were compassionate with you, that they understood what you needed every single time? Ooh. So do they you, help you in the you dating do, process. Um, do you do video or in-person um, therapy sessions? So I do video and um, it's a 10-week course that I'm going to do. And she Covered asked, by Kaiser? Covered by Kaiser. Uh-huh. And she asked me this last Thursday that I had my mm-hmm. session. Um, she said, hey, well, in two weeks when I see you, you can come in to the office. Oh, cool. Do you want to see me? I was like, I'm not trying to drive out to Fontana. I oh. really do want to meet you, but I'm I not going to drive out there on a Friday. Uh, um, I do want to meet her, but we've had successful sessions on online. Video? Yeah. Oh, okay. 100%. Cool. She gives me homework and then after our session, an overview of it. Uh-huh. And then even before we go into the session, mm-hmm. you have to fill out this survey because they literally track your levels of depression and anxiety mm. based on your answers mm. they'd mm-hmm. be like oh mm-hmm. hey, you know what you did really good with your depression this week but your anxiety was through the, through the roof. roof what happened yeah yeah and then you know you talk about that and then she gives you tools to huh. to deal with it it's it's a great program but so, i wonder sorry is the transition to to going in person something that she just offered do you have to go 
no did you have a choice but as i guess is what i'm asking a choice to what between therapy online and therapy I don't, in person i think initially it was you had to do it online okay i think that's what i remember okay. i think if i really wanted to see someone in person they could do it yeah you just have to go through the hoops and mm-hmm. all of that you just oh. have to do that Okay, but okay. and it's not to say every program is perfect, right? Because mm-hmm. I was able to get myself help and then Mia help, and then when it came to Alina, mm-hmm. we tried making an appointment this week, and they're like, "We're over capacity with oh, wow. therapists," so they're going outside of their network to um, accommodate you know, everyone. Yes, and so they're like, "Okay, <laughs> you're gonna get a phone call from a therapist. They're gonna call to schedule you." But the problem is, Alina does not answer her phone. Mm. And that part of it, I wish they were a little more flexible or mm -hmm. thoughtful of the younger generation. Who's not going to answer the phone? Like send a text. I I don't know. And that's what worries me because then I'm like, kid's not going to answer the phone. She should be like, you see? Yeah. Not going now. Yeah. So it's like, that's a sign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They didn't care. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Well, hey, at least she's getting, she's trying to get it done. Or at least that's the hope. Mm -hmm. She is. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will. We always do. (laughs) we always do oh man but what a fucking episode Mm. i think we got some tears from all of us today oh my god me first yes i don't know how you guys did that but you did it you know know what the hell's wrong with i would be interested (laughs) in saying like future fathers or fathers what their thoughts would be on listening to the adele album right because it provides insight to the female perspective or the female experience of going through a divorce and suffering through, um, you know, depression. There was an earthquake. It was a 3.5. Mm. I, I told you, Bartley. Sorry, there was an earthquake earlier today. Mm-hmm. 3.5, which yeah. is Coro- nothing. In Corona. Oh, that was that. Oh, what wow. What do you do? Listen, we need earthquakes. Mother mm. Nature needs to release pressure. <laughs> she needs to let the tears out. <laughs> yes. No, we do. It freaks me out all the time because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, she's just oh, building up one? and building. Isn't there like the mm-hmm. fault hasn't moved in a while here at the san andreas yes. i think it's been going on for we a while we definitely need it so nonetheless yeah. do i would i would like to i'm curious to what the male perspective would be on listening to an adele album, an adele album where they're they're listening to the lyrics and mm. be like oh shit well yeah. raymond has homework then i guess <laughs> raymond <laughs> is gonna have to yeah have to listen to that yeah <laughs> we'll be reporting back yeah have you guys on the show aye, aye, aye. well then that's a wrap yeah yep Think, thanks, Samantha, for being Thank on you here for with us. Me come and ramble. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was so I much fun. So much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Welcome no, to the all, club. All good content, <laughs> all good stuff, all good insight too. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability, your vulnerabilities with us and with the oh. podcast. That that part is important. We we said like how Adele can open up and share all of this stuff. So we were inspired by something like that, and then the listeners that we have will be able to hear our own vulnerable stories and mm-hmm. connect with you know, those, those challenges that we have and, yeah. and how to move past them and yeah. how to yeah. be able to have those relationships with people. Yeah. It's always the goal. You know, yes. This frequency. Yes. And never be afraid to share how you feel because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you'll just bottle it up and make yourself mm-hmm. feel like you're going nuts. Yeah. And, and the people who stay, stay and the people who leave, they weren't worth it. So. That's yeah. right. Amen to that. Whew. All right. Well, let's get some, let's get a review. Yeah. Yes. Let's do a review. So again, everyone that has put in submitted reviews to on this frequency from to Apple to Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. thank you so much. If you haven't, please do so. You go to Apple Podcasts, search on this frequency, scroll all the way down, and then you'll click the left hand side link that says write a review. You can put your little stars and your little description about why you love us so much. And so here's one from me two four one five. It says truth or despair in solitude, a dialogue always arises because even in solitude, there are always two. But in this podcast, be an observer of two eclectic minds whose thoughts arise, descend and navigate through a labyrinth of despair. Jesus Christ. In search for truth and hope. Thank you. Me too. 415. I think that. that. That described us perfectly uh, on this podcast. Wow. Can you send us an email? <laughs> I want to know who you are. Yes. Can we hire them as a writer for all things? <laughs> yes. City? That was beautifully written. Wow. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you. Very thoughtful. What's your IG? Me two four one five. Let us know. But thank you so much for um, writing these reviews as always. And 
that's a wrap, right? It is. This week's episode is brought to you by Rose City Sound with executive producer Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast. Produced and edited by Juicebox Bartley. Keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at onthisfrequency at gmail.com. Yes. Increase the peace, y'all. Yeah? Mew, mew, mew.